The Campire is brought to you by... Now that I'm back from my vacation, I'm so excited to be reunited with my coldest water bottle. If you watch me on my YouTube channel, then you know I love my coldest water bottle. It comes in multiple sizes, multiple colors, and of course, you get a 10% discount code when you use the discount code KEMP10. The coldest water bottle keeps your cold water cold for 36 plus hours, and water is the key to my skin regimen. And the key to keeping me hydrated whenever I'm recording a podcast, when I'm live, everything. So get your coldest water bottle today. More information will be available in the description of this episode. Have you joined our texting community? It's one of the ways that you can stay connected with me and with T when we go live on YouTube or anytime something is coming up. Be sure to join our texting community at textcampire.com. And as always, data and text rates may apply. You're listening to The Kempire here on The Kempire Radio Network. And we're back. I know it's been a couple of weeks, and the last time we spoke, I was traveling the Netherlands. Well, now I'm back, and if you follow me on my social media or if you follow me on YouTube, then you know I've been back and I've been working. But you know, the podcast is a place where we talk about things that we don't talk about anywhere else, and this is our personal time. So go find something to snack on. Go relax, or if you are like me, I like to multitask, go figure out what you're going to do while you listen to this podcast, because trust and believe it's going to be an interesting one, because we have to talk about the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion. we got to talk about the whole Ronald Richards saga that's happening as we speak, and there are a lot of other things in pop culture that your boy has to talk about. So let's get into it. All right, so you know, before we get into any housewives tea or anything like that, it's been great being back in the States. It's been great. You know, look, I guess you don't appreciate what you have until you're not in it. But I still love Europe, and I'm so sometimey because as soon as I looked at pictures from my trip, I was like, oh, I miss Amsterdam. I am so sometimey. But I'm grateful to be back, and I'm grateful to be back in the Empire Studios doing what I... This is literally the first couple of weeks since I quit my job And now I'm doing this full time. So I've been figuring out a lot of stuff behind the scenes. So I'm and trying to create content. Look, if you are a small business owner, if you are your own boss, you understand what I'm talking about. I am not complaining. There is also this level of freedom of I can get up when I want to. I can go to bed when I want to. I can go work out in the middle of the day if I want to. And if anything, I'm working even harder than I did before, but I wouldn't have it any other way. And I appreciate all of you that listen to the podcast, that watch the YouTube channel, that watch me on TikTok, and everyone that's joined and supported in a variety of ways, like our coldest water bottle promotions. So thank you guys. I'm excited about what's to come, and it's just going to get better and better and better and better. And everyone's going to continue to get madder and madder and madder. It's all right. <laughs> but either uh, other than that, other than that, there's a lot been going on. You know, they on the YouTube channel, we recap some of your favorite reality shows, but also some scripted television. Brandy is now starring in Queens on ABC. And we've been recapping that along with a mashup of Insecure. Insecure has been great this season. The last episode, and I'm not talking about this past Sunday because this past uh, Sunday's episode was good. It was good. 
And it was really centrally focused on Lawrence. And Lawrence has come a long way, but I really felt it in this moment. Like, I didn't, I didn't know whose side I was on because I know a lot of people don't like Condola and what she did to the relationship. And now she has the baby and she doesn't trust him with the baby. But then he's acting like a sometimey person. Look, last week's episode was not that great. It wasn't great. I love seeing the friends, seeing Kelly in this episode at that birthday party. I said, yes, this is what we need. We need them in every single episode, but I get it. They only have, I think, like 10 episodes. So they got to get this story going, and Lawrence is a part of the story. And a lot of people have strong feelings when it comes to Lawrence. I could could care less about him. (laughs) This episode that was about him, though, to me, is a big conversation piece that I think we will continue on my YouTube channel. But I I think Insecure is going out with a bang. I think it's a solid season so far. I'm excited. Excited to see how they decide to end it. That should be interesting. That really, really should be interesting. I don't know if you missed it, though. You know, I know we haven't talked about it here. The AKAs were up in arms about how Amanda Seals um, was wearing their colors and their um, their logo and things like that. And mind you, they were mad at Amanda Seals, not Amanda Seals' character. But we had a really great and thoughtful conversation on this when we did the recap of this episode. And a lot of AKAs called in and explained to me why this was so serious. And there were other people that called in and said why this shouldn't be that serious. I love having differing opinions and having those conversations. And all of us still laughing and kikiing about other things. But Queens, which is on ABC, although it's been experiencing not great ratings, and I'm not surprised, you know, because the show is on, it's it's the type of show that really should have probably been on cable where they could have really went there when it comes to certain scenes and the language and the, the, the content. But the music, and you know I'm a music head, I'm a former, I shouldn't say I'm former, I'm a singer, I'm a songwriter, I've been in the music industry, so I love music. The music from this is top tier and i know a lot of people do not want to see this show not get you know the rightful respect that it it deserves but i don't know the ratings are not doing great but i encourage you all to get into it get into the music support these ladies i think the ideas with this show are great i look forward to seeing how they will play out in future episodes there's no way that we could do this episode and not talk about a story that I've been covering a lot on my YouTube channel, and that is the Travis Scott Astral World Music Festival tragedy. At this time, nine people have died due to being at this festival. Uh, there have been multiple lawsuits that have been filed, old stories of how Travis Scott has reportedly, well, I don't know if I can say reportedly because technically he has been charged with inciting riots at his shows. He has released statements and even a video, you know, saying how much he wants to be there for the victims. He's going to pay for their funerals. Um, But there are lawsuits. Ben Crump is involved with some of these lawsuits as well. Uh, Live Nation, uh, you know, on their website, I talked about this story as well, has on their website where there is, you know, a way that you're really writing off liability if something happens at a show. However, that's going to be hard to prove because this terms of, uh, of agreement on their website is not ironclad. It's not ironclad and it doesn't um, you know, completely um, rescind their liability and their involvement here. And neither does it for Travis Scott. 
And so many stories are coming up about Travis Scott and not just the two incidences that I mentioned from 2015 and 2018. There are petitions right now for him not to perform at Coachella. I heard he just canceled a Saudi Arabia show where he was going to be paid $5.5 million. I mean, Saudi Arabia and performing there is a whole other issue, but we will leave that alone for now. But also his former manager, Posted a TikTok, and I, I sh- look, shout out to you guys that always link me to stories, because sometimes, look, I can't do it all, I can't see it all, so I appreciate you guys linking me to stories, and linked me to his story. His former manager talked about how he's not surprised that this happened, that it was inevitable, and that Travis Scott, at one point when he was managing his career, had left him for dead when he had a seizure. So much is coming out, of course, because Travis Scott is involved with Kylie Jenner. Chris Jenner is working hard when it comes to the press and how this handle and how this is handled in the press, specifically with TMZ. Shout out to TMZ. I get it. There are a lot of media outlets that have relationships with these celebrities, and they will gear these stories in a certain way to help the celebrities. But even Kim Kardashian has released a statement in regards to this. Kylie released a statement in regards to this in in support of Travis Scott. But a lot of you are calling it a a, a ritual, a, a satanic ritual. Look, I don't know about all that. What I do know is that there are some nine victims ranging from 23 down to 14 that have died. And a nine-year-old is in critical condition right now. They said that he is in an induced coma. So this is horrific. And I know a lot of people are like, why was a nine-year-old doing there? He was with his father. From what we hear, he was on his father's shoulder. During the the stampede, the father um, passed out and his son fell as well. So just the descriptions, guys, as I said before, I've covered this heavily on my YouTube channel. So if you want specific details and things like that, you can check it out there. But when you read the stories or the personal accounts, they're horrific. They're horrific. And from what we're hearing, uh, besides uh, Travis Scott supporting the families that lost people, he is partnering with BetterHelp for mental health services to everyone that attended. Because just because you survive doesn't mean that you're not living a hell right now just from the trauma. I've heard multiple stories from people that have been to Travis Scott's previous shows say that this is not unusual. This is the very first time, though, that it's gotten out of hand. I also just saw a video where a security guard that worked this particular event that night said that, yeah, I was hired through text. They didn't check my credentials. They knew my name, but there was no, uh, there was no, um, what you call it? training provided for this event. So it's not surprising that at this point, this there is a level of liability from Live Nation to the venue to even Travis Scott, because this is not just a show he was performing at. This is his festival. So there is a level of responsibility. And a lot of people are accusing him of continuing to perform while this was going on. And look, I, you know, I'm a straight shooter. Yes, when you're up there, if you've ever been on a stage, sometimes you just don't, all you see is a sea of people. However, there was an ambulance that was out there, which that's not not necessarily going to trigger you to like stop. However, a lot of people are saying that 
okay, you didn't know then. Did you know when you left the venue and you went to an after party that was hosted by Drake at Dave & Buster's? We shall see. As I said to you before, there's a lot of information coming out. Shout out to my girl, Emily D. Baker on YouTube, who covers this as well. And she, you know, brings the legal stuff and makes it make sense to us on, on what this could mean for Travis Scott and everyone involved. Can someone tell me if um, I'll be sure is OK? Because in one week, he has made speculation about Kim Porter's passing and about she was on the run on his social media. I believe it's now deleted. And then he made the uh, video, not video, picture that he posted on his Instagram about Christopher Williams, you know, the R&B singer from the 90s, the one that was allegedly the one that caused Halle Berry to have hearing loss in her ear. That's an old story. It's never really been confirmed, but that's... I mean, I'm going to wait for Halle Berry's tell-all book, uh, and then we can really talk about it. Well, Christopher Williams, from what we're hearing, is not in a coma. That's what Al B. Shore posted, saying, you know, my twin brother, even though they're not brothers, uh, is in a coma. Well, the family came out and says, no, he's not in a coma. He's stable and resting well. What we're hearing, that possibly he may have covid but you, I, I don't look, I don't know who's confirmed that or not, because everything nowadays, look, I get a sniffle. I'm like, oh, my God, is it COVID? So I don't know. I don't know the specifics of that. What we do know is that he has been hospitalized. Uh, according to the family, he is stable. Speaking of music in the 90s, let's talk about Faith Evans and Stevie J from Love and Hip Hop. Yes. You know, these two, the odd couple. They were together. You know, they got married back in 2018. Uh, Faith Evans got arrested for domestic violence last year during a pandemic. But, you know, I think a lot of people probably would have gotten arrested less. <laughs> I'm not trying to make a, a joke out of domestic violence, but I'm just trying to make light of the pandemic. I'm not making a joke about domestic violence. What I am going to tell you this is, though, I'm not surprised that CVJ has filed for divorce. And it's not because it's Faith Evans. I'm just not surprised that this relationship didn't work out. I'm surprised that it even happened. I've interviewed Faith Evans before, and she's probably one of my favorite interviews because she was just so delightful to interview. I don't know her, but what I do know of her, she was delightful. She was definitely delightful, so open, willing to answer anything. And that's all I've ever heard of Faith Evans. So I don't know what happened in that regard. What we're hearing is that Stevie J filed for divorce and may be seeking alimony. Mind you, Faith probably definitely makes more than he does. Yes, back in the day, Stevie J was a big-time producer, but since then, all he really has done is have babies and be on Love & Hip Hop. He's not even on that anymore, so how is he making money? Who knows? Anyways, so they're getting a divorce, and I'm not surprised. <laughs> Speaking of divorces, Kanye has been in the news a lot this week. And here's a rundown of what, of what Kanye has been talking about. He was on Drink Champs, another podcast, and he talked about how the biggest mistake he ever made was signing uh, Big Sean. And he talked about how John Legend and Big Sean turned on him during when his run for election and his support of Trump. Big Sean took to his social media and was like, I just saw this brother the other day, and this was after he did this interview, and he didn't say anything like this to me. Of course not. Kanye, Kanye, I know Kanye is struggling with mental health, but I think Kanye at the same time, very much like the Kardashians, likes the attention and likes to make waves. From what I hear, Drink Champs set all kinds of records with that interview. I have not listened to it. I only heard parts of it. 
in that interview, he also talks about his relationship with Kim K and how they're not divorced yet, which we know. But he, he makes it seem like he wants his family back. But then again, in the same week, we get a story that he's dating a model named Venetria, who's like 22 years old. She's gorgeous, but for me, and this is how I always felt Kanye treated Kim, just sort of like a trophy and not someone that he loves and respects, just something he can have on his arm. And if you go back to his days with Amber, that's exactly the way he treated Amber. So I don't know if he even knows how to truly love a partner in that way. Again, I don't know this man, but just based on what we're seeing, the antics and I don't know. All right, Kanye, you got enough attention from me. Let's move on. So it's been a while since we talked about Wendy Williams. So Wendy Williams actually posted on her social media. Mind you, Wendy does not post on her social media, okay? So they posted a message from Wendy where she's just saying, you know, she has to focus on her health. You know, they've already announced a lineup of different hosts for the rest of, at least for the good portion of November. There'll probably be reruns, you know, around Thanksgiving, and this week, it's Michael Rappaport. I don't like Michael Rappaport. Yes, I love Atypical, but he's not the star of Atypical. Um, and he's been problematic in some of the things that he said. And I don't care the fact that he has a black wife. That doesn't give you um, a, a rights to be disrespectful to black women. Anyways, he's doing an okay job, but I do see the comments. And a lot of people are saying, bring Sherry back. Sherry Shepard needs her own daytime talk show. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to be in the audience for it. She keeps continuously proves that she's great at this. She covered for Wendy the last time Wendy was out on her show. But rumor has it that Wendy does not want any females or potential women that look or could give the same feel that she does. Wendy and like every other person in that just feels like you when you see someone doing well that they need to compete no there's enough for all of us look i have a competitive streak in me as well but even myself sometimes i'm like ah, i gotta focus on me and what i'm doing one of the best advice that i've ever heard from oprah winfrey is that what she would tell the producers of her show because during the 25 years that Oprah had her show, of there were multiple shows, multiple, probably hundreds of daytime talk shows that were launched. And a lot of people would get in her ear about, oh, this person's, you know, coming up. We need to, you know, do something. And she says, no, if you're too busy, focused on what's behind you, it's taking away from what's in front of you. And that's your goals. And that's something I have to continuously remind myself but if you've been following Wendy Williams' career for a while, then you know she's always had that level of insecurity. She's talked about that on her radio show. She would never miss a day of radio because she didn't want the replacement to come in and take the job because that's exactly what she did at one point. You know, she filled in for people and she ended up taking their job. And yes, that can happen. But what's meant for you is for you. And so many people love Wendy Williams, no matter how you feel about Wendy Williams. There are some people that don't like her, but there are some people that don't like me. And you're probably even listening to this. Hey, don't know why you're listening to someone you don't like. <laughs> but it is what it is. That's life. We have to accept it. You're not everyone's going to like you. If you spend your life trying to make people like you, you are going to be very unhappy. Period. But Wendy, as I said to you before, she's been dealing with a lot of health issues, according to her. We've been reporting on rumors. It's, it's this, it's that, 
I don't know what it is. Regardless of the rumors, I just want Wendy to do better for herself. I'm glad they're not pushing her out there. What we're hearing, according to reports, is that Wendy Williams won't return until the new year, which is fine because the new year is right around the corner. Take the time that you need. According to her her Instagram post, she is listening to her doctors. She's meeting with them, and she she needs to take the time. Take as much time as you need. The last photo of her from paparazzi that we saw, it seemed as if that she was doing better than previous photos that we've seen. This is a Kempire Radio Network exclusive. Guys, if you are a new artist and you want to be featured here on the podcast, be sure to email us at Network at gmail.com. 
Uh, I, this is part of the reason why I love doing the podcast is because of what we did and have done with Kempire Radio. And it, it feels a little bit freer to talk. Even though, look, y'all know I'm real as they come when, when I'm on YouTube, too. Of course, YouTube has its limitations. Speaking of YouTube, there's a rumor, and I don't know if it's a rumor. I believe they announced it, that they're going to get rid of the dislike button. And people are sort of like, oh, why are you doing that? But technically... First of all, you can hide your subscribers. You can also hide likes and dislikes on YouTube. I don't do any of those, and I don't begrudge anyone that does. But um, I also see how people try to use the dislike button as a bullying tactic. I've seen it on my channel. I've seen it on Adam's channel. I've seen it on other people's channel. Before a video even premieres, even if it's like a blank, a blank, whatever, someone has already gone to dislike it. For me personally, it takes a lot for me to dislike a video. Even if I dislike you, it takes a lot for me to take the effort to dislike a video. But I also understand why, you know, creators are always saying, don't forget to like the video, because I know people get annoyed by that. But the reason is because even myself, when I'm watching a video, I forget to like a video, even though I enjoyed it immensely. So that's why people always say it. But now the rumor is, is that YouTube is going to get rid of it. I know on Instagram now you can hide likes because it's really affecting Young people, you know, let's not talk about myself or older people. It's really affecting young people and how they see them, see themselves. And YouTube is trying to take a little bit more responsibility in that regard. Facebook, look, Facebook and Instagram, they're being exposed. <laughs> we haven't talked about that because there's just so much to talk about, talk about. But they're being exposed for their behavior and their manipulation of their algorithm on the platform. I've never been a fan of Facebook or Instagram for that matter. But I remember, I remember, you know, the good old days, Instagram wasn't owned by Facebook at one point. Yes, just in case you didn't know. Uh, but now it is owned by Facebook and all kinds of stuff is coming out. Mm, 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 mm. Mark Zuckerberg, I wish you luck. Moving on. I don't know how I went even into that realm. Let's talk about what's going on in regards to the Real Housewives of Potomac. You know the reunion is happening. You know we recap it on my channel. I do a collaboration with Layla Lynn and Grace Report on their channels on a weekly basis on Mondays. And of course, I talk about Salt Lake City and Potomac with Up and Adam and Down with Jason on all of our platforms. So if you're not subscribed, go subscribe. Potomac, the reunion, it's four parts, very much like the four-part Beverly Hills reunion, okay? We will talk about Beverly Hills in a second. So it's four parts. I don't know if it needs to be four parts. Nicki Minaj is going to make an appearance, and it's so interesting timing that Nicki Minaj is going to make an appearance because Nicki Minaj is dealing with her husband's drama that she allegedly has gotten herself involved in. I haven't talked about it at length. Yes, I've done like videos here and there. I just have not covered it. You know, there's certain stories you could just cover that story on your page for weeks. And Nicki Minaj's situation with with Kenneth Petty is one of those stories. So more is coming out. Uh, Kenneth Petty's being sued by um, his victim because remember he was charged and he served time. Uh, Jennifer Huff for $20 million. And she did, I, I know she moved forward with a, um, I forget the terms, you guys know. They were they were trying to get $20 million because he didn't respond on time. So now he's fighting that. And in this response, he's saying some problematic things. I, I say all this to say Nicki Minaj is going to be 
a part of the Real Housewives Potomac reunion. And it's just so sketchy to kind of watch it and enjoy it when you know that Nicki Minaj may have been involved in trying to quiet a witness and threaten a witness, allegedly. Not even a witness, a victim. Sorry, y'all. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I cover Potomac. I'm going to watch it. It is what it is. Sidebar, y'all. If you didn't know, I was featured in Heavy.com and the Jasmine brand this week for a TikTok that I did while I was in the... First of all, I wasn't even in Amsterdam when I did that video. I was in um, The Hague in the Netherlands. So that's one of the cool things that I did while I was traveling. I was going to other cities in the Netherlands, not just in Amsterdam. And I was staying with my friend. I'm, see, this is what you guys get when you, you listen to the podcast. I give you the behind the scenes. So I was actually with my friends, but you know, I'm trying to be respectful. Like I don't want to work and, you know, interrupt them. So I go into my friend's bathroom. So that's why I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful that none of you pointed this out. Like, why are you whispering? And why are you, it looks like you're in the bathroom, but maybe it didn't look like that. And I'm giving you too much tea, <laughs> but I was in the bathroom. I knew the story had come out and I wanted to report on it because I have been talking about Andy Cohen's possible, you know, rumored demotion, but there was also a blind item talking about watch what happens live, possibly being scandaled, uh, scandaled, canceled. And that has gained traction. It's so crazy how older, well, older news stories to me, um, can gain traction weeks later. And shout out to the Jasmine brand and heavy.com for citing me and calling me the Kempire, a TikTok user. <laughs> I get it. Look, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and act like people should know who I am. Do you know who I am? But it's just so funny to hear it. The TikTok user. Sidebar, shout out to my TikTok fam. I understand why they're calling me the TikTok user. I have over 200 something thousand uh, followers there. Appreciate you. <laughs> That's where it all began. Well, not really. This is th where we are right now. If you're listening to this podcast, this is where it all began. Kempire Radio is where it all began. We started on Blog Talk Radio and then we went to our own website and now we're on podcast platforms because it's just easier. I've digressed so much. But if you're listening to this, this is what you're here for. You're here for the behind the scenes tea as well. So, Annie Cohen, I don't know. I would not be surprised if you looked at the ratings of Watch What Happens Live. I would not be surprised if it was not coming back. And some of you said, I don't care. Well, there's also a petition that I didn't start the petition, y'all. I'm taking a sip from my coldest water bottle. I didn't start the petition. Someone started a petition where they have thousands of signatures to have Andy Cohen removed from Bravo because of how he handles his talent how he handles his position there at Bravo. I don't know. Honestly, I would not be surprised if Andy Cohen's influence over at Bravo has diminished over the years because ratings for Real Housewives have diminished. And that's part of the reason why he's trying everything that he can to reignite people's interests, including Ultimate Girls Trip, trying to get things on Peacock, and of course, this quote, tell-all book. Okay. Back to Potomac. Andy Cohen is hosting the Potomac reunion, and a lot of people are coming at him for the way that he's treating Candace. And a lot of people are up in arms with this whole Candace situation. And it's like, okay, guys, it's just a show. But even with that being said, people do not treat it like just a, sh just a show. Because I know Candace said at one point that she was suicidal. And I'm not surprised by that because some of you guys are very nasty. Yeah. 
And look, and you you call her nasty, but you're just as na- just as nasty, if not nastier. And I don't feel like two wrongs make a right. You know what I mean? I don't love Candace's behavior on social media or on the show all the time. But I'm not on, in her DMs. I'm not in in her tweets and threatening her life or saying you're a terrible person. I I weigh in on Candace on my platform. That's it. And then I move on. And then I move on. But Candace, Candace, Candace. She says she's orating. And I'm like, Candace, you are not a wordsmith. Phaedra Parks, if you like her or you don't like it. Now, that's a wordsmith. She would reach to words and stories and, and, and put words together in a way that you're like, oh, my gosh. Now, um, this Candace, Candy. <laughs> no, not quite. I did listen to Candace's um, EP or album, Deep Space. It's okay. It's not my thing. I think she has a nice voice. She definitely has a better voice than Ashley Darby. When they replayed Coffee and whatever it's called, I said, oh my God, this is horrible. Do not ever play this again. She can definitely have a future in music and acting because I actually think she's a good actress too. And I, I thought at the beginning of the season she was setting herself up for that next opportunity. But as I've said before, the music industry is not just about talent. It's really about people liking you. And I don't think that Candace comes across very likable on the show or off the show, to be honest. But I did like her uh, making fun of Michael Rappaport. That was funny for me. The Mia and Escala feud. I said this just the other day on, on the Ken Pardilla YouTube channel. I'm not interested in Ascala. Ascala's beautiful. She she gave the fashions, but that's all she gave. Next, Mia brings so much more. Mia brings so much more. She is just like, she's kooky. She's funny. She has so many things when it comes to her storyline. I said, okay, girl, I see you. I am ready to see more. Because there is more. There's more that guys, I, just in case you did not see the video that I did, several weeks ago on Mia, she admitted in an interview before she was even on Housewife, this was a few years ago, that she had an opioid overdose. And that's what got her into the chiropractic business because she would go to a chiropractor to help with, and I didn't even realize that that level of care and would, would, you know, happen after something like that. So there's more to Mia that she hasn't shared. And I know she lies about the stupidest things, but that's what makes me love her. (laughs) And I think she's going to progress. As you know, we've been talking and doing reports on Not All Diamonds and Rosé. So there are all kinds of stories coming out from that book, including stories from the Real Housewives of New Jersey. I've been so busy, I could not even report or do videos on the, the little tea that's been coming out from that. But maybe when New Jersey comes back, we can talk about those stories. Uh, The Real Housewives of Orange County trailer dropped. Yes, it did. It dropped. And y'all already know, that's the only city I never got into. But I will be getting into it this season because I am interested in Shady Noella and her shady husband. Yes, there is more to that couple. I've heard rumors. And she randomly followed me on my my Instagram and I said, "Uh uh-oh. She's watching, but I like her. I like her, and I'm I'm interested. And I saw the trailer. The trailer was underwhelming for me, but I'm going to be watching, and we will be recapping like we did every Thursday for Beverly Hills. I think that's a perfect segue for us to talk about Beverly Hills. 
and Tom Girardi, Erica Girardi, Ronald Richards, and Jay Edelson. All right, let's first start with the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion because we haven't been able to talk about that. It didn't need three parts. Oh, wait, it was four parts. It didn't need four parts. It didn't need three parts either. (laughs) It didn't need three parts. This last part was all about Erica Jane and her still not answering or following up Andy Cohen with the questions that you are answering. Andy Cohen did not grill her. I don't care what anyone says. He did not grill her. He asked her the question. She gave him some softball answer and he was like, all right, let's move on. And then he asked the other ladies, did we ask everything? Because he wanted to make sure that no one would criticize him and people are still criticizing him. Oh, Andy. Honestly, if I had to really reshape this cast, I know a lot of people are still interested in the Erica Girardi drama. I get why she's back. Sidebar Tamara Tattles came out with an exclusive where she says that, no, Erica did not make 600000 for last season. That didn't even sound right. I was like, that low? And she's been on the show how long? And Beverly Hills is one of those, you know, top cities. Well, according to Tamara Tattle, she made over $1.6 million for last season. So she's making <laughs> probably close to $2 million this year, if not more than $2 million, because they are going to centralize this next season around her legal drama, which is starting to diminish. Let's talk about her legal drama, because I think at this point, you're tired of hearing about this reunion that never was, right? Okay, I see you're all agreeing with me. <laughs> So the legal drama continues. Ronald Richards, as you know, was the attorney in the bankruptcy case involved in figuring out Erica's involvement, how much, you know, where the money is. We thought that he was working for the victims. And I'm not saying that he wasn't working for the victims. I do believe on some level, though, that Ronald Richards allowed this to go to his head and the attention that it was given. And as you know, Ronald has shouted me out. He's reached out. I have never reached out to to Ronald Richards. I just want to point that out. I've always responded if he's reached out. I've reached out via YouTube for answers to questions that we had. Ronald was definitely more than willing to come on the platform, but my stipulation was that we would do a face-to-face. I don't do interviews with people on my platform without video. Yes, you can call in and share your thoughts, but if I'm doing an interview, I need to see your face. Okay, That never happened. We were working on something, another collaboration with some other people that we were going to do, but it had to make sense because, and this was all Ronald's idea. And, and I'm thinking to myself, like, what do you, what do you want, want me to ask you, Ronald? Because at the time he wanted to do this, I was like, I really don't have anything to ask. If anything, your issues with Zach Peter is your issues with Zach Peter. I I think that would probably make a because I'm always thinking like a producer. You guys know how I am when we're we're talking about reality TV and things like that, or just business in general. If you're if you're having an issue with someone, you you it doesn't matter. I'm not going to do a Q and A with you because at the time there really wasn't any questions to be asked. Now there are some questions to be asked, but at the time he had some some issues, and he probably still has issues with Zach Peter. I know some of you still have issues with Zach Peter, but my thing is, you know, because I'm always thinking that, how about we all come together and we moderate a conversation between Ronald and Zach? Well, that never happened, as you can see, which is fine, which is fine, because as, as, as we've come to find out today, Ronald may have been colluding with Erica. Okay, I'm being dramatic. He wasn't colluding. 
but it seems as if he was being inappropriate. And that's according to Jay Edelson, you know, the Chicago lawyer that was involved. That was the one that really blew the whistle on on Tom Girardi and his and his terrible behavior and his stealing from from victims. Okay. So just in a tweet that he posted this week, Jay Edelson Edelson pretty much called Ronald Richards out and basically said that he was fired from being the special counsel on this Girardi Keys um, bankruptcy for the trustee. Okay. And according to um, Jay Edelson, he's being he's accusing Ronald Richards of a quote bizarre shakedown. Okay. And he's already been replaced. At this point of me recording this, Ronald Richards has been replaced as um, as the trustee's attorney. I know he went on Up and Adam and talked about how he decided to step down. Okay, but according to Jay Edelson, he has proof that Ronald Richards was fired. And he, he posted on his Twitter, translation, Ronald Richards was fired earlier today as suggested by the trustee who conceded that we found the goods on Erica Jane and who indicated they will be withdrawing their position. Back to the sidelines, Ron, let the real lawyers do their job. And if you miss any of this play out on my YouTube, I covered this. We had even a third year law student who was brilliant. And of course, that's her opinion. And every lawyer is going to have a different opinion on what these briefs mean. But I, I, I look, I'm going to be honest with you guys. And I've been honest with you when I say, you know, I call Ronald Richards a lawyer troll. And some of you don't like the fact that I say that. Why well, I say it? Because there's a part of me like, okay. I like the fact that he's giving us the information. However, what I don't like is some ways that he gives information and some of the information that he shares that not, it seems a little bit like he's trolling, a little bit like he's trying to get attention from this, money from this, that it's not really about the victims. That's just the feeling that I've been getting over the last year of us following this whole saga with Erica Jane and uh, Ronald Richards. And she's been trying to get him off the case for a while as well. But based on what we're hearing now and what Jay Ellison is accusing Ronald Richards of is that he is sort of working as Erica's attorney in some of their email communications, which are very bizarre. And I'm not surprised I, I, if you ask me, Kempire, are you surprised that Ronald Richards has turned out to be who we think Ronald Richards is? No, I'm not. And I know some of you hit me up and said, Ronald shaded you and blah, 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 because Ronald was on in my comment section asking, um, pretty much asking for me to interview him to get his side of things. So you can run around in circles with your words. People do not understand you on Twitter. People do not understand you when you interview. They're like, what? I don't understand what you're saying here. And that's the 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 clear sign for me of a car salesman, you know, where they kind of spin things around to make you think, yep, this is the car you should buy. So look, it is what it is. You know what the interview I would want to see Ronald do? One with Emily D. Baker. She's one of the attorneys that I respect and love, and she makes things make sense. And I know he's reached out to her before. She's read um, his emails on her platform, but very much like myself, she probably doesn't want him on there unless he's going to do a face-to-face with her. And he probably doesn't want to go up against Emily D. Baker because Emily is another brilliant legal mind. And I would love to see that, honestly. I would love to see that. 
And at some point, Emily and I are going to do something, probably not about Housewives, more likely about some other things that we're both covering. But and Emily has already been on my platform just randomly. She, uh, she we were able to link up and, and we did something before. But with that being said, Ronald, it is what it is. Fade off into the dark, please. Because at this point, we we and me and everyone that is really concerned about the victims see you now as a distraction. All right, so we are going to continue to follow this story and see what is happening. They're currently filming season 12 of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Um, It's still unsure whether or not Sutton will be a full-time housewife this season. They're saying basically because of the recent home invasion with Dorit, she secured her spot on the show. What we're hearing, and I reported on this before, that her spot was not secure. And this is why so many people have been questioning the home invasion. And I hate, you know, it's one thing to question it and be like, haha, may, maybe. But the fact that we're getting more information that it looks like maybe that she, I don't know. I'm not going to finish that sentence. We're, we're going to see. Andy Cohen was on The View and he was asked about the home invasion. He says that's her story to tell. Very interesting words. And this is, again, why I respect Monique Samuels for giving up this opportunity because it is a huge opportunity. I know she said that little check, but it's still a huge platform where she could have sold her essential you know, oils on this platform and made even more money. No, she chose her family. And I respect that. I respect that a lot. Have you subscribed to the Kempire Daily YouTube channel? It's where you're getting daily and consistent hot topics in music, entertainment, reality TV, and so much more. Head on over to YouTube right now, leave a comment, let me know that you are listening to the Kempire Radio Network, and while you're on YouTube, why not subscribe to the Kempire Radio YouTube channel where you can listen to past interviews with people like Brandy, Danny Kane, JoJo, and even the TV icon Oprah Winfrey. Subscribe today. I'm sure you realize that so many people, even some of your favorite celebrities, started a podcast during the pandemic, and that's fantastic. We love a podcast. Some of our favorites include The Read, Brilliant Idiots, and so many other ones. But rating and reviewing is so important. So please do us a favor, rate and review Kempire Radio on all podcast platforms, and let us know how we're doing. We appreciate your support and thank you in advance. Oh, you thought we forgot to talk about Jen Shaw and this arrest. No, we did not. We did not forget about that. First of all, before we get into the whole Real Housewives of Salt Lake City mess, the Real Housewives of Atlanta is currently filming. They were just here in New York City and I should have, damn it, followed them wherever they were. But they were here in New York City. They've already confirmed the cast. A lot of you are on the fence about this cast. Nene Leakes recently said on The Real that she would be opening, open to returning. Andy Cohen addressed that on his radio program and was pretty much saying that I think it's best that, and I think that she would want me to keep my, her name out of my mouth, which was so interesting. And I wonder why. Well, let's not forget, Nene called... Andy Cohen racist, which is huge. You can't look, friend or no friend. If you call your friend racist, that's kind of hard to come back from. And she had a lot of damning accusations against Bravo. And a lot of people believed the accusations, but it was hard to believe them coming from Nene. And it was convenient timing on her way out. But it's also convenient timing that she's saying now that she's open to returning. I just feel like if this new season of the Real Housewives of Atlanta isn't good, 
they're going to have to scrap every single last one of them. And this should be Candy's last season. And I'm saying that is because Candy is supposed to be launching the OLG project. Let this be her transition. This should be the season that we get Candy, an episode or part of an episode of us introducing the OLG project. At the end of this month, we're going at the end of this month, we're going to get the Real Housewives of Atlanta, Portia's family matters. And the reason why I said all of that is because that's the logo. The logo says Real Housewives of Atlanta and then Portia's family matter. There the trailer came out. Portia's getting into another fight. I thought this wasn't love and hip hop, Andy. Just saying. Um, so it will be interesting to see if it's any good. I haven't committed myself to reporting on it. I will watch the first three episodes and see, I mean, it has more than three. Yeah, it has more than three at this point. Um, and we, we shall see if it's even interesting. Honestly, I'm not that interested in a Porsche driven show, but I'm open to being wrong. I'm open to being wrong. If it's good, y'all know y'all going to hear from me. This is good, but we shall see. That's coming at the end of the month. The Real Housewives of Orange County comes on December 1st. And the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City is finally starting. This is when it should have started. And those shady producers giving all of this Stewart footage, they would normally cut out. Her first assistant, Jen Shaw's first assistant, they normally would cut all of that out. But they said, nope, we're going to put it all in because he gets arrested and we're not going to see him for the rest of the season because they can't be together because they were charged for some really serious stuff. And what I'm hearing is that Jen Shaw could at least face six to eight years in prison. And she will have to do at least six, like the full six. These are federal charges. In this episode, though, this last episode really had nothing to do with Jen Shaw. I mean, it did towards the end because she makes up that excuse of, of, oh, Sharif has internal bleeding. Like, who goes there? Like, who goes there? He has internal bleeding. But before we even get there, we have Mary Cosby. I know a lot of people do not like Mary Cosby, the cult rumors, whatever it may be. Rest in peace to Cameron. Remember Cameron from the previous week's episode where he was the one who's bringing the, the, the tea to Meredith at Lisa Barlow's Fresh Wolf event? He passed away. I hear from cancer. So may he rest in peace. He seemed like a really sweet man. But Mary Cosby and her beef with Whitney Rose this week was some of the best television I've seen from this show. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to say the best television from this show. It's some of the best. Mary Cosby, we're getting more of her. She's out of her house. She's a part of everything. We need her every week to host her own lunch. Not every week. I'm going to be dramatic. Every season to host her own lunch because she is just so interesting. And I honestly want to believe the cult rumors now because the way she moves is as if she is a god. And everyone should get her blessing and everyone should reach out to her and everyone should contact her and bow down to her. Whitney says that she's good friends with, with Mary's cousin. And he says, don't get Mary angry. Or what? Or what? <laughs> I really, I'm enjoying Whitney this season. I'm enjoying Heather Gay again this season. She's adding so much when it comes to comedy relief. She doesn't have much of a storyline, but I hate to say that. I hate to say that. She does have a storyline. She's letting us understand the Mormon religion and being casted out of the Mormon religion. She really is setting us up for this book that she's working on, Bad Mormon. I like Heather. I love Heather. She is the MVP. I don't love her support of Jen Shaw, but I get it. 
She's loyal. She's a very loyal person. I respect that. And I love her interaction with her cousin, Jen, uh, Jen, <laughs> Whitney Rose. Lisa, Lisa's at the center of a lot of stuff and her trying to orchestrate and produce these moments, it's so obvious. Like she hasn't learned how to do it in a more covert way. But I'm enjoying Lisa this season. But Meredith continues to bring nothing. In this latest little leak for this week's episode, uh, Lisa's on the phone talking to someone and she's like, I think Meredith knew. What? What What did Meredith know? Maybe Meredith is going to heat up this season. But so far, Meredith's beef with, with Jen Shaw, I'm not interested in. Meredith is boring. She can go. She can go. And the only reason why she might stay very much like Robin on Potomac, the only reason why she probably will stay is because she's friends with Lisa. That's probably the only reason. And she's friends with with Mary. That's a weird friendship. Meredith. 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 <laughs> Mary and Meredith. Very odd friendship. However, I didn't realize how much Whitney Rose was really trying to protect Mary and was really there for her as a friend. And the minute Mary felt like she wasn't being loyal to her, she cut her off and shamed her and called her little girl. Hey, you little girl, leave. Why don't you leave, little girl? She Mary has a very dark side. If you haven't listened to the audio of Mary, <laughs> Mary Cosby, then you know she does have a dark side. And you saw part of that dark side in this last episode. But it was a good episode. But it wasn't a good episode because Jen Shaw got arrested. It was good. It was a good episode because Mary Cosby is a mess. <laughs> but let's, let's talk about Jen Shaw getting arrested. We didn't see it this episode. More than likely, we are going to see not her actually get arrested, but her coming from the court. Because that's the one thing that we miss. She came on ready to go to this trip to Vail. I've been making the speculation that it was Mary Cosby that reported her <laughs> to the feds, but we already know the feds know where you are. It doesn't matter. It, it wasn't Meredith and it wasn't Mary Cosby, but it, it's just fun to play with. It's just fun to play with and play around with. So she tells Whitney to turn off her mic when she gets this call from Sharif. Cause I'm sure Sharif Co- coach Shaw, I've been calling him Sharif a lot lately. Coach Shaw, coordinator Shaw, as we love to call him calls her and I'm guessing he's saying the feds are here you need to come home you need to come home and she's like Whitney turn off my mic and Whitney you failed us in that instance you should have acted like you turned it off and kept it on but those cameramen had they were all over her they did not waste a moment they were still capturing cameramen know their jobs reality tv cameramen are different sets of cameramen they know a camera but they know always keep rolling don't miss a moment. And they didn't miss that moment. Not sure what went down. Why didn't her second assistant leave once he dropped her off? Why was he still waiting there? So that's something that makes me wonder what was going on there. Because 12 minutes after she left, the feds showed up. Homeland Security showed up. The NYPD showed up. So that was interesting. Based on what we're hearing, she was pulled over on some street Um when when she was arrested so she didn't even make it home and not sure if she was making her way home or somewhere else so this first of all don't nobody want to be involved in any situation with the popo at least i don't um so 
This is going to be an interesting situation. We are going to follow up with next week. We're going to try and make sure we are continuous with doing the podcast. I know you guys, first of all, I love the fact that you reach out to me. You say that you love the podcast. That means a lot to me because this is a platform that doesn't pay the bills, but it's one of my favorites. And of course, I want to make sure it pays the bills (laughs) because you got to keep the lights on. But it's also where everything began. So many people think, oh, I'm new to this. No, I'm true to this. I've been doing Kempire Radio for 15 years. Multiple interviews. Check the, the, the YouTube. You'll see some of them there. But anyways, with that being said, it has been very busy over at Kempire Daily and TikTok and everything else that I'm doing that I haven't really been able to take the time to focus. But I want to make sure that I make the time And put out at least an episode every single week here on the Kempire Radio Network because this is where we're able to talk about things that we don't necessarily talk about anywhere else. And if we do, we're talking about it in a different way and I'm giving you a different background piece to a story. It's about to be the holidays. I'm excited for the holidays. If you know me, you know I call myself the king of Christmas. So much is coming up. So many things that we are trying to do for the holidays. But I just want to say thank you all for supporting and uh, being a part of this amazing, growing community that is going to continue to grow. You know, I'm a strong believer in affirming your life because you are the controller and the manifester of your life. So if there's something that you want to create in your life, it starts and begins and ends with you. This week was 11-11. It's a powerful day for manifesting, but I always believe that you can manifest anytime. You know, there's so many people saying out there, oh, wait for a new moon or a full moon. No, you can manifest right now as you're listening to this. Say something that you want to affirm. I am powerful. Everything is always working out for me. I am abundant. I am a money magnet. I'm always affirming things in my, in my life and in my head because we always affirm some of the negative things. And if you've listened to past podcasts that I've done, when I talk about the I, I, the I am affirmations, those are important. So many times we're saying, I am sorry, I am tired. No, affirm, I am energized, I'm getting better. I am looking and feeling more youthful than before. I am attracting more supportive and loving people. I believe that. And that's what I'm affirming going forward for the rest of 2021. I am affirming I am going to have an amazing end of 2021 and an even bigger, brighter, and better 2022. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the Kempire here on the Kempire Radio Network. Thanks for tuning into the Kempire here on the Kempire Radio Network. The Kempire Radio Network is available on Google and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and many other places. For more information on merchandise, Patreon, head on over to KempireRadio.com.